Welcome. My name is Tracy Cook, and this is the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms, that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and rise above those adversities to become victorious. We have a true visionary, a rock star with us today, our guest interview, um, and he's going on to support and inspire others to do the same. So don't forget to subscribe and comment. And we've got Alex Damas. He's from North Carolina. Thank you for joining us on Victim to Victory. Hey, thank you, Tracy. Appreciate the invitation and glad to be here with you. Fantastic. Now, you need to connect with Alex because he's helping so many people as a life success creator. They are three powerful words. And he is also the host of The Ultimate Experience and is helping coaches explore their possibilities, expand their businesses. And not only that, he's putting belief into them as well. He's working on their mindset. He's wanting to be the best version of themselves and and really let them know that possibilities are really endless and he's really, really blessed to make a difference. We're very excited to hear your story today, Alex, of where you were, how you've overcome and how you got into helping others in this way. Where does your story start? Yeah, wow, thank you. And hearing it back reflected to me, it, it's um, it, it's humbling. It's like, wow, is that really me? That that's uh, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and to answer your question, where it started, it, it came from a place of not being any of those things, of not feeling powerful, of not feeling seen, not feeling acknowledged, not feeling validated. Um, you know, really starting off like the the beginning point. Uh, I've, t- I've told the story a couple of times, but you know it's um it's worth rehashing it, and it's always good for me to work through it too. As um as a little boy, I maybe it was five, six, somewhere in that range, five or six, seven, something like that. Um, back when I'm originally from New York, and I saw this family portrait of you know my mother, you no know, rest her soul, my father, my older sister, my older brothers, right. And I'm not the best in math. I'm not the sharpest light bulb in the drawer, the sharpest <laughs> knife, whatever. But I happened to count. I was like, hmm, there's four kids, two parents. But in this picture, there's three of us, and there's only two parents. Like, so someone's missing. And I just came to the conclusion of, well, I don't exist. I'm not important. I'm insignificant. You know, and, and a real early age, I condemned myself. I put myself in that box. Now, some viewers might be thinking, well, why didn't you just ask? Why didn't you say, like, hey, I'm on this picture. Like, where am I? I was looking around in the picture, couldn't find myself. And this is years before my mom was pregnant with me. So you might think, like, wouldn't it have just been easy to say, hey, can we just take another family photo? But in that state of mind, my thought was, well, I'm not important enough to be in this picture who would listen to me? Why would it even matter? What's the what's the point? What difference would it make? And I carry that story with me for a long time. It still creeps up every now and then. It's not something that just completely fades away. But in terms of uh, this this belief of victimness, right? I I wrote that victim story for myself, and that's how I operated. You know, I. It, really couldn't connect to people. I was popular. I was always funny. I was always, um, I used my humor to deflect a lot 
so that nobody could really get to me or really get close to me because there was nothing there. I was shattered at that point, broken really. And going up, growing up, um, using drugs to, to mask that, you know, cause there's a lot of pain You know, when you're, when you feel like you're invisible, when you feel like there's no purpose to your life and you just drift. That's what I did. I drifted along wherever life took me. Uh, are, are these people doing this? I want to be cool like them. Uh, uh, the people want me to say this. Oh, I'm going to do that. And I'll just do whatever. And there's no identity. There's no real me because the me that exists is just what people have, what I've designed myself to be for other people. And, um, you know, as a teenager, 14, 15, getting involved with drugs, dropping out of a lot of activities I love. I love sports. I love football. I just I quit football. Like by 16, I was just done. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to do that. I want to just get high all day. I want to steal. I want to rob. I want to just do whatever I can to consume and not feel, right? I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to deal with me, <laughs> So you're Fast trying forward, to seems- find your identity. You're trying to find where yeah. you fit in in the world. You're trying to find which picture you belong in. And you were trying yeah. to do that with all these negative things, you know, trying yeah. to, you know, the drugs and the robbing and da da da. You know, you're, you're trying to um, almost get the attention or get recognition in a negative way to see where you fit, right? Would that be would that be true? Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. I mean, people would, would love me and but I wouldn't feel it. You know, I would hear all these things like, Oh, you're great. You're awesome. You know, this, this, but it just fly over. I couldn't, I couldn't receive it. My mind was just already, I was going past it or I would have my, I would call it a yeah, but bag. It's like, Alex, you're great. Yeah. But you don't understand I'm this, right. You don't understand this limitation. I would argue and fight for it. Maybe not verbally, but inside I, I couldn't receive it. It just, there was nothing there's no words anybody could say to me to get through to me. It just it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. And um. And you're just it, negating it all the compliments, basically. Because oh yeah, you weren't feeling that. <laughs> so would that be kind of like self worth as well? Yeah. 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 Right. A, a lot of it's self worth, my values, just my own integrity with myself. Of People say you're doing this, but like deep down, I know like no, I'm not really a good person, or, or I'm not really um, a loving person. I don't even love myself. <laughs> How could I even wow. accept that from you when I can't even give it to myself? And when did things kind of change where you thought I can't keep going on not feeling? I can't keep on um, <laughs> feeling like an imposter almost. When did um, or what happened where you thought? I need I need to do better than this. Was there something that happened? Yeah, things changed around in December 2005. Um, at that point, I was just, uh, for lack of a better word, I was just a real loser. <laughs> I was in college. I mean, on paper, I was doing all the right things. I, I had a job. I I was in my senior year of school. I was 22 at the time, and you know, I was doing okay. You know, I had a car. All right, I'm doing fine. And but I was just. I was just nowhere. I was just aimless. I was just drifting. I wasn't doing anything. And then um, I, I met this young lady on this platform called MySpace. <laughs> uh, We're showing we our started, age here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. MySpace, we, we got connected on our buddy list on AIM. And um, 
we started the date in January 2006, and eventually she became my wife. We're still married to this day. We have two beautiful kids, and she was kind of the one who really shook me up and and really challenged my way of thinking of, you know, especially early on in our relationship because she was kind of an afterthought. I was like, oh, I'm going to hang out with you for a little bit, then I'm going to go hang out with my boys, and I'm going to go you know, smoke and do this stuff and drink and all this stuff. And she was just like, hey, this needs to stop. Like, it's gonna, you have to choose me or this i pretty sure i made the right choice i i, I pretty much uh, cut those things off out of my system and and she was in a place of healing too like we both really came to each other's lives at the right time i mean it her story's insane but <laughs> we we found each other at the right time the right place and um it's been us been us ever since Oh, that's a great, you know, there's always a guy or a girl or something like that that <laughs> comes into our lives and they can see something in us that we never probably seen in ourselves, right? So your yeah. wife, you know, your 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 new girl on the scene has seen something in you, Alex, that, you know, is better than what you've been doing. And what an absolute saviour because she's restored that faith in you. And, you know, getting to make that choice sometimes, that ultimatum sometimes, it's, it's, it's a good thing and it can lead to better things. And no doubt the, the road has been up and down and bumpy on the journey and things <laughs> like that as well. <laughs> um, now, where did you get to the place where you thought, I've healed? What did you actually heal from? to be able to go and serve the communities and people to get them to see that their possibilities are endless as, as well, um, to see that they can make a difference and that, um, you know, the success stories that they have, you're a part of. Where did you actually find that um, self-belief to be able to come in and help people in that way? Hmm. Yeah, I would say everything really changed around for me 2016. Um, I found the world of coaching and it just it blew my mind. It was just it was exactly what I was looking for. My backgrounds in psychology through college and just and I got my degree because I wanted to understand myself. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I have all these advantages in my life. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I'm young. I have you know, a great family, great upbringing, and yet I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm, you know, I'm thinking suicidal thoughts. Like, what's going on? Something's got to change. And so that sparked it. And through that process, you know, through these few years, um, I would say just having conversations with people, that's really what started to heal, really heal these wounds. And, and and make a difference because I learned so much from the clients I've I've had and have. Um, I just learned so much about the mind. I learned so much about routines and behaviors, and and I can see it right. Just like you were saying, like my wife could see it with me. Like I can see their brilliance. I can see how magnificent they are, and it's only a reflection of who I am. And it's been that process of being coached and coaching others that has allowed me to shake off a lot of these stories of, you know, you're, you're invisible, you're insignificant, you're not important. I'm like, well, none of that's true. <laughs> that it, it couldn't be farther from the truth. And you know, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God and he's the ultimate creator. And, he, you know, it says, it says in a good book, he made us in our image. 
So that means I have creativity in my DNA. Like that's my birthright to create, to serve, and to and to express my love. So it's it's been a journey. It's been a process. It's it's a constant creation, every day, constantly working through these things. And it doesn't mean I'm perfect. I'm gonna have moments I'm triggered. There's gonna be moments I'm upset. I'm I'm annoyed. I'm pissed off. But what can I do? I always come back to source. Like all right, well, where do I take full responsibility for this? And that's been really the biggest part of it. Everything before was, you're the problem. She made me like this. He's the problem. He, he, well, there's a common theme. Every time there's been a problem in my life, I've always been there. <laughs> so let's, let's look at the source here. Let's really figure out what's my role in it and clean it up. And if somebody's feeling the feelings that you've been through, that everyone else sees somebody who's excelling at uh, their job, you know, they've got a great family, you know, but maybe they're feeling, you know, a little bit depressed, a few, you know, maybe suicidal thoughts. What would be a, a really common tip or a piece of advice that you would say to them to be able to recognize that to overcome? The, the the thought that comes to me is very simple. Make a difference, and it was uh, something that was passed on to me where somebody um, explored you know the psychology of s- suicide notes, and a common theme was that they weren't making a difference anywhere, so they felt like their life had no meaning. Well, make a difference somewhere, or even look within yourself of. Where have I excelled? Where have I succeeded in my life? Where have I... There's something for everybody, right? Even if you feel like you're at your lowest, your lowest point, you can still make a difference. You can still serve somebody. Service, whether it's you know giving somebody an encouraging word, helping out at a soup kitchen. It doesn't have to be something dramatic like you're saving the world, but can you help one person today? Can you smile at somebody? Can you give somebody a hug? Can you reach out with a phone call for somebody maybe who you haven't heard from in a while? And those are the best surprises in the world, right? It's always great to have like an unexpected bump into somebody like, oh my God, I haven't seen you. Like, uh, uh, and you know, you reconnect. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, just, it's that inside out game. But I would say making a difference really can change a lot. Yeah, and I, I love that as well, you know. Um, every Wednesday I make a point of uh, paying for somebody in the drive-through behind me or I leave a, a nice note in a suicide, you know, depression book in the library, you know, saying you are worthy, you know. Um, I make a point every week of, um, you know, these um, unrecognised gestures and it does make a difference. You know, like you said, and you hit the nail on the head there, Alex, you know, just smile at someone, make a difference. Maybe that yeah. person just needs a smile, right? And we can master our um, our future from that. You know, if we just make one person smile every day, we're going to make ourselves smile and really pull yeah. ourselves out of that. What you just said then is just so powerful. And um, with your coaching and things like that as well now, uh, because you are a, a, a speaker, uh, you're, a, you're a trainer, you're a coach with um, a life success creator, I know that you are helping save and change so many lives with your approach, uh, with your clients. Uh, where can we actually connect with you? 
Yeah, um, online you can find me at therealalexdumas.com. On social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, same handle at therealalexdumas. And uh, if you want to email me, alex at abundancedaily.com. Fantastic. And we'll be sharing out where to actually connect with you as well, because you are serving with such integrity, such authority and authenticity. And what kind of message would you like to leave the audience on today as well, Alex? Yeah, um, this is um, a core value of mine. It's something that I share on my daily podcast every day at the end. And I'll share with your folks because I think hopefully it will make a difference. So here we go. It goes as simple as this. You are born to live your life with abundance. You are the master of your future. You control your freedom and you have complete dominance of your thoughts, your emotions, and your habits. Wow. I felt that. Thank you. I needed that. Yeah, you're today. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we all need that reminder, right? We all need yeah, that reminder. You're welcome. It's, it's that shift from like that victim thinking like, oh, I, I, I can dominate how I think. doesn't mean your thought, your thoughts are always going to happen, but I choose what I think. Oh, I'm I'm here to receive abundance. Oh yeah, I am the master of my future. I have control of that. Outside circumstances, that the outside's gonna be the outside. The world's gonna do what the world does. How can I be a master of myself and master my energy? I love that's that. the game we play. Oh, I love it. I love it. Very, very powerful place. Please, everybody, connect with Alex. He is a powerhouse. He is a thought leader. He is a visionary. Thank you very much for being brave to share your story. You're so appreciated in the Victim to Victory community. We'll be sharing where to connect with Alex. And you can find the Victim to Victory podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. And if you got value from today, please subscribe and comment and remember wear your story like a superhero cape and not an anchor and see you on the next episode thanks alex you're welcome thank you